Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's episode number 108 of the Audible Farm podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. I've got some Couchtown Coffee in front of me right now. No lie, I would slurp it on the microphone if it didn't sound so offensive. Uh, Couchtown Coffee is probably my favorite coffee. For a while there, I ran out and I had to switch to another brand, and this was just recently, and it was uh, it was unfortunate. But, uh, you know, those big box brands, they just don't compare to the freshly roasted coffee. And that's what Couchtown does. So you make an order at www.couchtowncoffee.com. And when they get the order, they will just roast your order for you. They're not pre-roasting anything. So they'll roast it for you and ship it to you. And that's pretty awesome as far as I'm concerned. So check it out, www.couchtowncoffee.com. Make an order, and when you do, enter the code AudibleFarm, and you can save 20%. Why? Because Couchtown Coffee loves live music just like we do, and uh, the roaster there is actually a musician himself. So check it out. It's some pretty good coffee. No, it's really good coffee. Thanks, Couchtown. This episode has Dakota Cairns from TV Cop on it, and TV Cop has been one of my favorite bands since... Well, since they were sports team, quite honestly, uh, you know, and if you want to know more about that, you'll have to go to the other episode I did with Dakota. This is actually a second time on the podcast. Uh, in, the, in the podcast, we were kind of wondering about how long it's been since he's been on the podcast. Uh, he was on episode seven, and this is episode 108. So uh, it's been a little over 100 episodes. So we had a lot of stuff to kind of talk about. And I, I feel like we could have sat and talked quite a while because even after the podcast was over, we sat and talked quite a bit. But, uh, you know, he's been up to quite a bit. TV Cop's been up to quite a bit. We discuss a uh, new music video that came out not too long ago for TV Cop, as well as the EP that they released not terribly long ago. And uh, it's available on vinyl. And, you know, it's really cool. We talk about all sorts of stuff in the podcast. I don't want to spoil too much of it, so uh, I'll, I'll just let you guys get down to it here. It's episode 108 with Dakota Cairns of TV Cop. It's the Audible Farm Podcast with your host, Peter Stockdale. Today I'm sitting down with Dakota Cairns. Cairns? That I thought I thought so. I you know we've talked two years ago almost on the podcast. It's been a while, but uh, yeah. you know when I was thinking about that, I was thinking it's been a while since I've seen you play live. Um, I'm probably about a year since I've seen you play live. I would say. I mean, uh, say longer than that. Probably. Yeah, 2020 has not been kind as far as going to catch live shows and seeing your buddies yeah. play. And, but yeah. uh, you guys have been busy. You guys have been real busy since the last time I talked. Uh, you dropped uh, TV Cop, let's see, it would have been season three in 2019 since the last time I talked to you. Yeah. And then you actually have a, another album that just came out, and uh, it's called TV CSW. Uh, we're going <laughs> to leave it at the abbreviation just for now. If anybody wants to uh, take a gander or guess at what that means, go for it. Or hit up TV cop show and talk to Dakota and say, what does this mean? If you're, uh, yeah. if you can't figure it out. So, uh, we will tell you. what's that? We'll tell you. Yeah, exactly, man. Um, I love the new, <laughs> I love the new album. I mean, I was a big fan of season three when it came out. I've got a copy of it, actually a physical copy of it. That's how much I enjoyed it. And, uh, your new album is killer. 
Uh, I'm really loving the new album. I love the the new music video you have for it. It's super creative. I kind of want to start there. Like, how did you come up with the idea for this music video? Because as far as I'm concerned, it's it's pretty ingenious, you know? <laughs> well, I don't know. It, I, like, uh, was living in Iowa City and shit, and so with the virus and everything got laid off, I ended up back in Ottumwa. So we just, like, uh, we just had so much time to sit and talk. Yeah. Like turned the whole basement in the house that I live in now into a blanket fort. <laughs> yeah, that's what the that's all it was is the blanket fort. And then you know, like uh, I remember you're a little bit older than me, but like uh, out of the box, it was like a kid show on Disney. I don't remember like, it. They just crawl into a cardboard box, and then it's like huge. Oh, cool! Slides and so, so that's basically you know, that's basically what it was. That's nice, man. I mean, I, I guess I haven't seen it, so your music video was my introduction to that, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah. No, it was it was fun. It was fun to make. It was like uh, we were doing it in, like, May, so that was the only time we had been around real people outside of, like, working. Oh, God. So. Yeah, I mean, March was when it all kind of shut down and everybody kind of started holding themselves up at home so you had like two months of like not seeing anybody yeah. before you get yeah, everybody together like we played a show march 11th with playboy man baby uncle and uh the good devils and then the next like two days after that like the world ended yeah. so <laughs> they, and we only canceled one, one show which not that big of a deal i suppose but like uh yeah, it's just, it's been a long time since from that to then, and then even from then to now, it's just like, yeah, the band kind of <laughs> yeah, I was talking to some people on a podcast not too long ago, and I was talking about that, I'm like, man, you had an album come out recently, and it was, it was earlier in the year, but it seemed like years ago, you know, and it, it was literally only like six or seven months ago, an album they had like, dropped, and I was like, man, this seems like, was it last year? And they're like, no, no, it was like six months ago, and I'm like, holy cow, this pandemic yeah. has just been wrecking oh, how no. everybody gauges time and stuff we like uh that we put out season three in 2019 i was like are you sure i like really think about it like it feels like it's been a lot longer than that yeah i actually had to go look it up like i because i i remember i talked to uh tyler about it not terribly long ago but uh it was i had like i said i had to go look it up on your Bandcamp page um for anybody for anybody looking for any other stuff Bandcamp. you guys have everything on your Bandcamp page available for purchase and listening yep so uh we're on spotify i mean i think we're everywhere basically but mm -hmm. Bandcamp is where we um get money yeah so, yeah exactly. do the band camp yeah i mean that's something i think a lot of people that don't listen to music or aren't in the music scene are probably just like what the heck is a band camp page and it's like well what you don't realize is that's where like every band makes money on the internet otherwise you're not making any money yeah and i mean we've had to actually put stuff up online since we're not playing live mm -hmm. um which i mean we probably should have did a long time ago but we were playing out so much in a month every month that it was just like we were selling enough at shows um, but now when you're not playing shows, it's like, well, fuck, we have a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I mean, I always thought about that too. Like there is, believe it or not, like enough of an opportunity to sell stuff at a show. Um, that it almost doesn't matter what band you are. If you have merch, you're probably going to sell a little bit of it here or there, but with no shows, you're not selling any merch. You're not selling t-shirts, uh, stickers, CDs, nothing, you know? Yeah. 
So. No. And it, it, we get like little spurts of uh, sales on the Bandcamp for like merch, but I mean, it's just it is what it is lately. Mm-hmm. As far as just surviving and being in a band. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So, like, have you how many shows have you played this year since that um, show with like Uncle and the Good Devils and such? I don't know. Um, less than five. Yeah. Maybe five the most, maybe. Wow, gosh. You know, and that's the thing, too. Like, Three Finger Betty, we're known to just play any show anywhere for the most part. We've only played a few shows since COVID hit. So, maybe. Well, we don't play normally during winter anyway. Oh, man, you cut out. Um, say say that again. So far, all the time. You cut we out. don't play shows during the winter very much. Oh, okay. Again? Yeah. No, you got it. Yep. Okay, cool, yeah. So we, like, pick. usually we'll pick a show up in February and then kind of hit it in March again. Mm-hmm. And then just go till November or December. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we didn't really get an opportunity to play that many shows this year. But the shows we were playing were sick. Yeah. Like, really good snaps. People are starting to know lyrics. Like, people are starting to come see us that don't know us. Um, it was starting to get really cool around like halloween last year Mm -hmm. and so we were just yeah you know trying to hit that wave and then the wave got shut down pretty good yeah (laughs) i wonder i wonder how much that's going to affect everything as far as like when it all comes back and you guys uh because i know you guys down the Otumbo area you have handfuls of bands they're all really talented you have a great support group down there in your area and i wonder what it's all going to be like when it all comes back if it's going to be as strong as it was before uh, as, as far as down here goes, yeah, I think it'll be the same. I don't think it'll um, change at all. Uh, I mean, we lost the one venue we had in town um, before COVID. Was I that think. the Was that the place I saw you at? Yeah, Market on Main. Yeah, I saw you yeah. get. I saw you guys there the day you changed your band name from Sports Team yeah. to TV Cop. Yeah. Yep. The last that was our Christmas show. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, we that place gone bummer um, and so I, I think people were playing at eagles clubs and stuff we played a couple shows at the eagles um the last show we played was in the office of a taxi cab company oh that's cool <laughs> yeah so i mean like uh tomo really it doesn't there's no places like you know you get in iowa city and it's gabe's and the yacht club and all that shit that's not here yeah so i don't think it i don't think it'll matter i think down here will be the same. It's the other places where I'm really concerned about, you know, mm-hmm. where places are shutting down and asking for money. And it's, you know, it's definitely going to be different. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the roughest things ever to see is like you play at these venues and you think that, you know, I'm just throwing up because I go to like Des Moines a lot and play. So you think that like, oh, lefties, it'll be around forever. Doesn't matter what happens. And it's like, ooh, that's not quite the case, you know? Like, I, these yeah. people run on thin margins and that's, and I'm not trying to like, say bands don't deserve money but that's why sometimes bands don't get the huge payout at these yeah. places is because I, I hate to say it but they can't afford it you know and uh, i would i would almost rather have a place to play than you know not i guess if, if it came down to it but the, at the same rate like i feel like the music scene is in this weird tumultuous state where things are starting to flip flop and change a little bit and covid kind of jump-started a lot of that as far as like 
now that bands can't play out, they're starting to make more music videos and, and recording more stuff and experimenting a little bit or doing live streams and things like that. And uh, I'm sure you're no different. I'm sure you've had plenty of stuff going on during COVID that has kept you busy. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say that. I mean, no, not really. I mean, we've practiced probably three times. Oh, wow. You know, outside like remove me um kids and girlfriends and wives and shit like that you know mm-hmm. uh, the other two guys they didn't get laid off because um, their jobs didn't close like mine did luckies <laughs> Got yeah it. so it like uh you know i've just been trying to stay focused on it as much as i can because mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean it's fucking impossible you know <laughs> just because like you get a lot of like what's the point moments oh my god i'm so glad you said that dude yeah i mean i feel for me this is like broken a a big facade about like that like local bands get on themselves where they feel like what they're doing is like so socially important Mm -hmm. you know i feel like i lost a lot of that but also like just like you know had to keep grinding and try to pick up my guitar as much as possible uh, and just try to keep this thing afloat, you know? Yeah. And guys do, I do, you know, we're all putting in work and all doing stuff to just try to make sure that we're one of the bands that comes out of this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I would hate to imagine how many bands have actually like broken up during COVID. I know that there's like, there's been a few that have had like lineup changes and things like that, where this has given people Mm -hmm. an opportunity to like, Remeasure how they consider they're gonna do all their stuff within their band and stuff and some people have left bands and it's so tough i mean i'm sure it's just as tough to like for you to to try to make new music as it is you know as far as uh, there's been some bands that have done a pretty good job of writing new music but how are are you going about doing any of that during covid yeah we i mean we wrote a ep we wrote a whole whole ep during covid yeah and i mean you know that was so I had started it earlier in the year when I was living in Iowa City, mm-hmm. uh, and then everything just started month by month kind of <laughs> crumbling. So, like, I've dropped it and picked it back up a few times in between. But, yeah, for the most part, we just finished the last song for it uh, the other day, and we'll be recording it here pretty soon. Dude, that's so cool. That's so cool. The hardest part is, like, not writing songs about being in quarantine. <laughs> Yeah, because um, like I'm not fucking doing. I'm not doing anything really. You know, like I do. I do a lot, and like I've had a job here and there, but it's just you know things. It, living in an area that I do, it's not the greatest for this. Yeah, as far as smaller areas go. Yeah, man. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's changed the way I've had to look at like songwriting. I feel like before at work or like just being out and about, like hear things or like see things and then that would give me ideas as opposed to like um i watch scrubs like start to finish like six times <laughs> you know so it's like there's not a lot there to, to yeah go off yeah i mean I, I totally hear what you're saying about like i i live in a smaller town too and like opportunities are pretty low as far as people you know like if you lost your job due to COVID, it's like your options are a factory job or a gas station. And I'm not trying to like down on factory workers or oh, gas yeah. stations, but like, 
uh, you know, it's it's the opportunities just aren't there as as much. And I mean, you're from the Atelma area. I'm sure it's not terribly different. You know, it's probably fairly close to the same as it is here. So, um, yeah. You did you end up moving back to Atelma from Iowa City then? Yeah. Oh man, I didn't I didn't know you moved back. I think I saw that yeah. you were like in Colorado not terribly long ago. Were you like looking for another place to live, or what's the deal with that? I've just been bouncing around a little bit, like as safely as I can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Just, uh, you know, I had a writer's block like really, really bad Mm -hmm. uh, for like two months. And so I just went to the mountains and tried to like, (laughs) you know, not be around news cycles and. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) Whatever. So, um, yeah, no, but I'm just living here in Atumwa, and uh, we practice out in Fremont at a place. Um, I'm also playing drums in Zaretta Oaks. No way! I'm a band. Um, with, like, Wes Van Antwerp, you know, he's, like, one of the better songwriters in the area ever, so. I didn't, uh, I didn't know you started drumming for Zaretta Oaks. How long have you been doing that? Well, I st- uh, we practiced once before everything stopped. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah. Um, we actually, I think they had to cancel more shows than we did because we hadn't even really booked our our outing yet or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we get together on Mondays and stuff and we stay six feet apart. And <laughs> yeah. Rip stuff. They have a lot. They have a big catalog between Dreda Oaks and North to the Future, which is a band that uh, Wes wrote for before. Oh, cool. Um, so there's just a lot of stuff uh, to play through, and it's, it's fun. You know, I'm friends with all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole, like, going to practices and trying to gauge all of that is always really weird, because, like, during COVID, for almost, like, three months, I didn't go to a practice, because I live, you know, almost two hours away from where my band right. bandmates live, and it was like, I don't really, I'm not really, like, super scared of COVID, but I'm not going to go looking for it and getting it either so i was just like yeah it's like, i mean i'm definitely concerned in and out like at different levels and stuff uh, just this has all been so um an unknown on, on like every level yeah know? yeah and not even like a poor me thing you know but like i've had you know lost my job and had to relocate and so a lot has changed even outside of the spectrum of like the real world yeah. for me, like, you know, it's just been a, a hard time to settle in and like want to focus on music at all. Yeah. But I mean, I th- it, it's worth it. I think to have something to still tinker on. Yeah. So. I mean, I think about that too, where I'm not much, I'm not much of a songwriter myself per se. I mean, I, I've written songs but they suck and i keep them to myself (laughs) but like people that are good songwriters that can continually crank out an ep or an album every single year i i think about stuff like that where you said you had writer's block and it's like what do you do because there's not you know there's not really like places you can go or things you can go do to to kind of open up your mind to like a new area or new possibility where like you were saying your only opportunity was to like i'm gonna escape by myself into the mountains and hide for a little bit and then come back a little refreshed you know and that's something I think there's probably a lot of songwriters that are going through the same issue right now because like you said what do you write about COVID it just seems like such low-hanging fruit to be like I'm, yeah. lo- I'm locked in my basement you know it's just like everyone's going to be writing that song just like every comedian's going to be telling that joke as soon as everything opens yeah. up again and it 
just seems like that low hanging fruit you don't want to you don't want to go after. Yeah, and I mean, but like it's gonna happen. And I did it on one of the songs on our new EP a little bit, but like, um, it's what, what are you gonna do? You yeah, know what I mean, like you can sure. I, I remember how things used to be, and I could write songs about <laughs> the way it was. Still, you mm-hmm. know, I'm not dumb. I remember seven years ago you know but like it just i think it just changed things and i hope that all my friends still come out of this playing music and everything you know Mm -hmm. it's i wasn't the only person that had to relocate from somewhere you know whether they're college kids or or what you know whatever people lost a lot of shit during this yeah yeah we just hope hope that everything works out for everybody you know yeah, and it's it's so tough. I know a lot of you guys down in the Atumwa area, and I, w- I guess I would just like generalize it very broadly as like the southeastern Iowa area. Like you guys are all very supportive of one another, and I would I would hate to see one of you guys drop off because it's it's just far enough away where it's tough for me to catch shows of your guys's. But you guys have so many good bands down in that area, and I don't want I don't want to lose any of you if that makes any sense, you know? Yeah, and honestly, I don't think. I don't think this is an area that will be affected like that as far as like um, things shut down but it was sort of business as usual yeah you know it's more of the like bigger cities that where businesses were closing mm-hmm. you know, and I when people lost their only income and I would imagine a lot of people had to leave bigger cities like I did and so it's yeah I, I think a lot of new things will come from all of this, which is cool. Like a lot of new projects, a lot of new recordings. Um, I know we're not the only band that's recorded, you know, during this, or is at least sitting on something. A lot of bands are just sitting on stuff mm-hmm. that they would have recorded, or I mean, recorded before all this and would have put out by now. Yeah, that's another weird thing to think about. Where like, imagine you were going to release an album this year, anyways, and it was going to be released in like June. And now, yeah. like, now, like, what do you do? Do you sit and hold on to it, or do you release, like, the COVID EP? Or, like, what do you do? Right. You know, it's a... Uh... was a conversation that we had to have, um, especially with the Black Lives Matter, all the protests and stuff that was going on when we did put out the EP. Um, we had to have, like, a real conversation of, is this something that we need to really do right now? Um, and we did end up doing it, but we donated money mm-hmm. um, from it to uh, the East Iowa Bail Fund. So that's pretty awesome, uh, you know. Yeah, I think there's ways to do stuff and still and make it acceptable without seeming like you know. We just didn't want to seem like look at us, mm-hmm. you know. We just wanted people to have something. That was the whole point of us, like really working to get this out. Um, was just so our friends could have the music that we were like making for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's still why we, you know, we're still doing it. Is like we like doing it, but also you know, there's a lot of people that like us. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, cool to us. So we just want to put out stuff. Not that we, you know, have fans <laughs> or you know, like yeah, but but just, you do. Yeah, we, yeah but. <laughs> We like our friends that like us, our bands, and I don't know anybody that isn't my friend that likes us. So <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty out there. You know, well, I'm saying we like all of them. Yeah, so we want to, 
you know, put stuff out for them. Yeah, exactly. Um, the last time we talked, you had just made like a transition from being the drummer in TV cop to now, uh, playing the guitar in TV cop. And, mm-hmm. um, when we last talked, I believe we were talking about how you kind of played guitar prior. You were a guitarist first. Does that sound right? Well, no, I played drums before anything. Before but, anything? Like, yeah. But I played guitar basically just as long because my parents got divorced and we lived in a duplex, and so I couldn't have my drum set. Oh, rough. I still start. I just started playing guitar instead. Yeah. So do you prefer playing the guitar or drums? Let me ask you that. I don't really. I like playing guitar a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I just like playing music. Nice. That's really, I do. Because I play piano as well. and Oh, cool. I can like, sit in with people. Uh, you know, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just started going to jam nights and playing bass. And it's not like my dominant instrument by any means. But like I'm starting to figure out little bass walking lines and things like yeah. that as I play. And it's like, this is really fun, regardless of what I'm playing. Like, I'm not playing a guitar, but it's still really fun to play a bass. I think bass is a lot of fun. I think it's honestly almost more fun than playing guitar. I've, I've, been, I've been thinking the same thing at these jam nights. I'm like, I'm not even picking up the guitar to play leads tonight. I'm just playing the bass. Screw it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fun. There's a lot of wiggle room. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think there was when I first started playing, but then you start to realize like, oh, I can add little bits on the end of this or, you know, pick up notes before I hit the actual root note and people are, yeah. you know, it feels really nice. Kind of comes together pretty well. Um, how has it been playing guitar and writing, or were you writing the music uh, on guitar while you were still being like the drummer when you was originally yeah. sports team? Yeah, and um, we were all. I mean, I still collaborate with them, mm-hmm. uh, but we, I would kind of like bring ideas, or they would bring ideas, and then I would sort of like uh, structure everything out. Um. And so, yeah, that just that was an, the easier part of the transition mm-hmm. was that I was already um, writing music for us. Um, the harder part, I think, of the transition has been having to write all the lyrics. <laughs> oh gosh, I can just imagine. Um, I mean, like like I said earlier, I'm not a songwriter, and all of my lyrics um, end up being like in the same avenue. I always thought it was tough to write lyrics that were like. For me, if I wrote lyrics for an album, like every song would be like, oh, this song, the lyrics are like so close to the other lyrics. It's just like ang- yeah. angry guy complaining about this, angry guy complaining about this, angry guy, you know, and it's just repetitive. And how do you like, do you have any way to like steer clear of that? Or or how do you come up with these ideas that are different enough from one another so you don't just sound like the same thing over and over again? Well, I worry about that a lot. Um, the repetitiveness, like, is, is the instrumentation in the same mold as the last, you know, mm-hmm. which is, is a bad habit, I think, that I have. Um, and I definitely do that with the lyrics. But I just tell myself, like, I'm not going to write a song about emotions, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, we uh, we used to, and I used to, and I like the songs that we have better that's, like, just about nothing, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Like, I do have we on the new EP. We have a couple songs that are basically just about depression, mm-hmm. uh, but it's still packaged in a way that isn't, I think, just like for me. Yeah, it isn't just outright like, 
like just well, like you know, it's not like you're just like woe is me type depression stuff. It's actually still entertaining to everybody else, and they can still relate to it because they've probably been through it. I hope, yeah. I just try to write songs the way that I talk. <laughs> it, I think that's you know where a lot of the rambling comes from. Dude, I actually really enjoy that because listening to how different people write lyrics, it's it's kind of fun because some people use like heavy analogies and other people only speak in like small bits of ideas and other people will write lyrics with like full sentences in mind, you know? So I always thought right. that that was kind of fun to look at the way different people wrote their lyrics and how they comprised them and um, whether or not you could like, I oh, could just put like a comma here and a period here and that's a full sentence and then the next one, same deal, you know, and you just keep going yeah. with it and it's, it's kind of fun, but like I get what you're saying about like trying to speak about like something that's important to you, but broadening it up just enough so everyone else can understand it. Like uh, in your music video for Anyway, uh, one of the lyrics I believe is something like "I'm sitting here wasting my brain away," and you yeah. and you go on keep talking about all this stuff you're doing. Like I need to finish this season of Brooklyn Nine Nine, and it's like that. Everybody, regardless whether or not you're watching Brooklyn Nine Nine, but it's like you feel the hurt. It's just like. Uh, you know, like, what was I doing before the podcast today? It's like, well, I was watching King of the Hill. You know, it's like, you know, yeah. am I doing anything important right now? Like, probably, you know, I probably should be doing something better, you know, but, and you actually, like, wrote a whole song about it, which is kind of ironic because, you know, you wrote a song about wasting time not doing anything, you know? Yeah. And, no, I know. And I wrote that before COVID. Mm -hmm. So, like, it just, that's why, you know, that one felt right to put out because it's like everybody's just sitting around watching tv right now and that's basically what that song is about yeah yeah <laughs> uh, i i love that music video i've watched it so many times um it's on facebook i believe as well as youtube is that sound right or is it just on youtube no it's on youtube and facebook all right yeah i thought i thought i saw it because i think the facebook view count is much higher than the youtube view count yeah, but uh, it's definitely on YouTube. I saw it before this on YouTube. Yeah, it is. Which is unfortunate that like I don't know if we can put videos up on Facebook anymore like we yeah. used to. Gosh, everything YouTube. But like, yeah, our Facebook numbers are a lot higher than YouTube. We don't really push to YouTube as much, but we're gonna have to start. But yeah, yeah. Well, that's another weird thing is. COVID made all these musicians, all of a sudden, like all these different groups and musicians and, and pages blew up where people were like, check me out. I'm doing some live stuff. Check me out. Here's some footage I recorded recently. Let's upload clips and all this other stuff. So all these groups and pages just blew up with all these musicians and people making all this stuff. And then, I don't know, Facebook came out with that very, very vague, like, you can't yeah. create a music experience on your page or something. And it's like, what exactly does this mean? And we're all... Yeah. It's a wait-and-see thing. <laughs> yeah, we're all kind of in the dark. And for all I know, it could just be do whatever you want still. But, like, yeah. I, I don't know. And I like what I like what you said. It's like, do we have to push people towards YouTube? Like, we might have to. But for right now, it's kind of just let the sleeping dog lie until you see what comes yeah. of it. Oh, sorry. I, I derailed what you were saying. But <laughs> No, that's totally cool. I, I don't, even, don't even know what we were going at, actually. Um who helped you make the Anyway music video? Was that just something you guys did all in-house, or? Yeah, I mean, uh, the only part that we had help with outside of anything was uh, Good Devils helped us edit it, because John has a computer, and <laughs> Bendy knows how to edit. So um, we all did it together, and then uh, as far as the editing goes, but setting it up was just me and TP. Oh, nice. Uh, we, I, both of us really like doing 
the like set design kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. If you look at the other two videos we had out uh, before this one, it's the same thing. It's just a basement that doesn't look like it anymore. You know. Yeah, I remember jarringly Caucasian, the music video for that one, and yeah. uh, same same like very basic concept. Like if you didn't know it was a basement, you wouldn't know it's a basement. You know, because it's all disguised very well and. It looks more like just a place where everyone's partying, you know. Yeah, but this was this was just like stuff we already owned. Mm-hmm. Um, all the posters, the knickknacks, and stuff that was all mine. Mm-hmm. I just got boxes of old family stuff, old NASCAR stuff, and so that's yeah. what all into it, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, you are definitely a NASCAR fan. That's something. If people don't know, you are definitely a NASCAR fan. I saw the uh, Dale Earnhardt poster on the wall. Made me smile. Um, yeah. When, when he died, I, my interest in NASCAR slowly went downhill until it went to about nothing. But uh, uh, that's. Oh, inf- mine only went up. But <laughs> He's Earnhardt's dead. Good. Now we can get to the good stuff. No or what? Um, no, but I was just like I was really young when he died. So. Mm-hmm. It was like the, that was the first race I remember start to finish. So my interest only went up. Oh, wow. Just, yeah. I, could, I could see that, too, being young and just being like, holy cow, somebody just died during this race, you know, and this serious business where I was just like, Dale Earnhardt's the best. He's the best. And then somebody once was just like, dude, Dale Earnhardt just died. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I had to, like, go watch <laughs> a news report back. I, you know, that was back before the Internet, you know, was dominating. So you had to go uh-huh. find a TV and wait for the news report. Oh, and, no, yeah. No, 2001 was a hard year for a fourth grader. <laughs> oh, gosh, I can just imagine. Yeah, I, I believe you're even wearing, like, uh, I don't have the music video pulled up right now, but I believe you're even wearing, like, other racing merch, like, during the music video as well. Yeah, I had, like, a uh, Ryan Blaney hat on, I think, and, uh, like, a dirt racing shirt. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still I have a Matt Benedetto hat on. Nice. <laughs> I love that stuff. I I was uh speaking of like people wearing stuff in the music videos. Uh you guys have always been some of the best as far as like supporting other bands and other acts and things like that in your music videos. Uh I do recall one of your first music videos uh there was a three finger Betty shirt that Tyler uh-huh. was wearing and uh in this one uh the one for uh anyways there's give me a second I got to look at my notes here. Uh let's see here. I believe TP's wearing an uncle shirt. Is that sound right? And, yeah, uh, and Ronde's wearing a Bane Marie shirt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They even like show him putting on like the bandana, like he's like Karate Kid style. Like, yeah. uh, love it. I love it. And um, and that's one of the things I've always thought was coolest about like the punk area and like the genre was like you would go see punk bands like, and I'm just throwing out for instance like Warp Tour or whatever. It's just like. Oh, what do you know? It's uh, one of the dudes from Newfound Glory wearing a Blink-182 shirt or something, you know, just something right. like that. And I was always like, this is so cool that they all like high five each other and support each other, you know. And even when they're doing something that's for them, they can still kind of like give a little wink and a nudge at somebody else and be like, check this out. These guys are cool. And I mean, that's probably been one of my favorite parts about like the punk scene, generally speaking. And you guys have always been a big proponent of supporting other bands and things like that. Yeah, we we don't like clicky and you know yeah so um i don't know we don't really subscribe to any of that shit so that's that's uh, a tough thing to get away from in the music scene though as much as we all want to say like i don't do it it's it's there in the music scene yeah it's it's around we just don't uh we don't go to those places or any of that stuff uh we avoid that so we like to like pump our friends up as much as possible um and and not just that they're friends. We truly believe that all these 
bands are really good, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's like the Three Finger Bay. We genuinely enjoy y'all and your music, so we like playing shows with you, you know. So yeah, same with Bandry and Uncle. And when I was living in Iowa City, you know, I lived around Bang Marie and worked around them. So it was like they're our good friends. Mm-hmm. And so we just thought it was the least we could do to put a shirt on and <laughs> throw it in there, you know. And, and quite literally, uh, not to undersell it, but it is like the least anyone could do. It would just be like wear another band's shirt to a show. I remember once wearing uh, like an Eleanor's shirt to a show in Des Moines. And uh, Cheyenne from the Eleanor's showed up. And she's just like, I can't believe you're wearing our shirt. And it's like, yeah. I don't know, like I'm going to wear a Three Finger Betty shirt at a Three Finger Betty show. You know, like. <laughs> yeah. Also, I just I just remembered there's a. So I don't know if I guess I hope you can see it in there. There should be a slow retreat vinyl, okay, and a rational anthem vinyl too. Oh no way! Player, yeah. <laughs> so it's like there's stuff all over. Mm-hmm. That's the way to do it, though. I think that that's such a fun thing about the music scene is like when people lift each other up within the scene instead of. I'm not trying to say like the scene is all full of people tearing each other down, but there is a tiny bit of like we said. There's a tiny bit of that that goes on where some bands try and undercut other bands and it's it's a sad mm-hmm. ordeal you know because it's not like any of us are getting rich or like have like right. thousands and thousands and thousands of fans clamoring to go to our next show you know it's uh mm-hmm. we're all just out there pretty much uh ex- you know having fun and and just performing a, a runaway hobby more more or less you know and yeah i was that was one of the things i thought was really cool going down to the Atumwa area watching you guys play live other bands from that area um like i've talked to the gals from uncle I mean, it's every one of you guys has such a good mindset when it comes to supporting other bands, and that's um, it's not it's not everywhere, you know. And I'm not like I said, I'm not going to down on any music scenes anywhere, but it's uh, it's a thing that is, man. I I don't want to drive it home too much, but it's it's tough. I mean, not every band supports every other band, and some bands, like you said, it's you almost try to avoid playing shows with them because it's like I don't know these guys. It's not like. You know, it's not like they're saying these guys that are playing after us suck, but they're, you know, it's kind of a weird thing where you're just like, I don't know, some of these guys, they don't really enjoy what I'm doing. And that music's, you know, a little subjective, you know, it's kind of whoever's listening to what music and what you like anyways, but I don't know, it's just such a tough thing. I've found that like, as I play music and I go to jam nights and things like that, and I play music that's out of my you know ledger domain i guess it's it's weird to play like folk music and it's like this isn't what i usually play but then i'm playing it i'm like this is pretty good it's actually like it takes talent these people know what they're doing and and i have a little bit broader spectrum now than i ever did because i would have to say that i fell into the other mindset a little bit when i first started playing music it was just kind of like i don't know if i'm gonna like these bands and then you're just like dude what they're doing is tough i can't do what they're doing you know yeah Yeah, definitely like you know I've had those thoughts before where I'm like, uh, yeah, it, it's just, you know, if something isn't your cup of tea, that's fine. Yeah. (laughs) But I always appreciate that you're doing the same thing I'm doing, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just, and I've played a lot of other different kinds of music and been all kinds of different things. And like, I used to just sit in with people and play like as a session thing. Um, I played with, like 80 year old dudes playing country irish folk like so i mean it's everywhere if you want it you know mm-hmm. i just ended up settling on this one thing and i like certain stuff so 
but I try, you know, I always try to be cool, even <laughs> if I don't, you know, necessarily enjoy it. Dude, but, and I think that's some of that might just be the experience that people have. So, like, you said you've played with, like, Irish folk stuff and, like, uh, older guys playing country music and things like that. And uh, just having been through all those different genres and playing with different people kind of gives you a little bit broader mindset than, like, let's say if somebody only... Like, I've only played Metallica. That's all I play on the guitar, you know? And it's, like, not that that there's anything wrong with that, but it's still, like, that person's mindset's going to be a little bit tighter than somebody like ours you know they don't have the ability to say like oh i've been there and i've tried that and i've done this thing you know and they're just like i like this and this is all i like and if it's not this and i don't like it you know and like i said i mean that's how i was in my younger in my young 20s like teens and stuff that's just how i was you know and to see people like you you're a little bit younger than me you know to already have an yeah. open enough mindset to think in a broader sense than i was when i was your age it took you know? a while you know but yeah i mean now that i'm 28 like it's a lot easier to be like whatever than it was you know <laughs> yeah. there, there's a lot of years that i did not play music just because i was like caught up in myself you know oh my god yeah thinking that like i was gonna just i just needed the right people you know what i mean and like that's bullshit yeah so like i don't know it you know it's a lot of mistakes that i made that wasted a lot of time but it's just the fact that like you just got to be open Mm-hmm. It's a yeah, a foot in the door is a foot in the door. It doesn't matter where. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, guess. I think that's crazy because I feel like a lot of people have been through exactly that. You know, I I did kind of the same thing. I played. I was just like, I just want to play metal music, and metal music's the best music. And then I like, you get in your twenties, and it's just like nobody around here plays metal music. I'll just quit playing the guitar then. And I did. I kind of did the same thing you did, where I was just like, I'm just not gonna play. You know, for a while. And then I started playing again and. Uh, that was when my mind was like, I realized it's a little bit more open. It's like, man, I like blues music and I like like all sorts of stuff. So you start like, oh, I'll just play in a punk band and see how this goes. And you start incorporating some of those like little bits of metal and blues into this punk. And, you know, you find a band where everybody's open-minded enough where they're not like, that doesn't work, you know? And like, that also is something that has to be said about finding like enough people that are comfortable enough around each other to open up and give their ideas to one another, you know? And I mean, you and Tyler have been in a band together for a long time. I'm sure you guys are pretty comfortable with one another uh, doing that. Right. Well, since, yeah, since I was 14, so whatever the math is on that. Oh, geez. Half your life? <laughs> yeah, basically. So, uh, yeah, it, it's just, I don't know. I think it's hard to write songs to other people, but it's, it, I don't know. It's more rewarding, I feel like, because like, I come with a lot of ideas, uh, or that are finished, and it's like you get it in your head that there's not a lot of wiggle room because you're like, this is how I wrote it. Yeah. And so it's like it gets harder to to be like, sure, yeah, you can change that, mm-hmm. or yeah, we can move this around. Um, we just re- recently, for the first time in like quite a while, wrote a song together. Oh, cool. Like as a band. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, I think we, I, uh, me especially took a lot for granted being in a band yeah. and like uh, playing music just in general. And this is all kind of like reset me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, for better or worse, I think it's going to reset a lot of people, you know, um, make them look at how they're doing things or, or what they're doing, you know. 
And, uh, you know, as sad as it is, I know some people that, like you said, were kind of in a tougher spot with their job or financially during COVID. And they were like, I don't know if I have the time to spend, you know, Friday night, two hours every week for practice just to like maybe play a show. And, and it's just a lot, they're starting to reevaluate how much time they're investing in these things. And it sucks seeing people drop off the map as far as like music wise. You've seen, mm-hmm. I mean, there's been a lot of bands during COVID that have reformulated either how their lineup goes or, or what kind of shows they're going to play or how they're going to do things. And it's, it makes sense, but it's guys it's such a tough deal. And, uh, it has changed the way a lot of people look at or do anything like as far as their music goes. Um, I do know that, um, there's been lineup changes in bands near me, at least. Um, I'll probably let on a little bit more about that in later episodes, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, so let's, let's, let's change the topic just slightly. Um, the anyway music video, it's available on YouTube. I will put a link to that in the description down below. So if anybody wants to watch that, that's the place to watch it. It's on YouTube. Give it a like, give uh TV cop a subscribe while you're there too. So what's that? There's sock puppets. If that's a, a pull to people, dude, uh, that is like the dark horse. My favorite thing in the music video. When I saw the sock puppets pop up, I was just like, yes. Like, I don't know why it made me smile so much. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Uh, so if, if you want to check it out, I uh, highly suggest stick around and look for the sock puppets. They were, like I said, they made me smile so much. They fit in so perfectly. Um, the best part about it also with the sock puppets is it's not like a music video with just sock puppets, you know, because like you could have easily overdone the sock puppet idea and you didn't. And that's probably one of my favorite things about it. So um, I think it was TP's idea. So. Uh, shout out TP. I appreciate it. Yeah, he at least he made we made the sock puppets ourselves. They have <laughs> hair and eyeballs and stuff. It's just kind of hard to see. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, so like I, I think about that kind of stuff too. As far as like coming up with music video ideas, it's not easy. Like, uh, so, yeah. I mean, you guys have made three or four music videos. Three. Um, four, four technically uh-huh. because. Uh, Emery from the sleepover made us one. Oh yeah, he did an animated one for you. Yeah, dude. So, yeah, yeah have four. That and that's the thing is, it's not always easy coming up with ideas for music videos. And I can say yeah. that, you know, case in point with Three Finger Betty, I've been trying to push the idea to start a, you know, like let's do a music video for the next album. Let's do something for the next album. I don't care what it is. Let's do something because it's gonna come up here soon. And as we brainstorm for ideas for music videos, it's it's easy to see like. I got this idea. I think it's good. And then when you say it out loud to a few people, you're like, oh, no, that idea sucks. Like, and so it's tough to like come up with these good ideas and stuff like that. And I don't, like I said, I don't know how you're doing it. Uh, every single one of your music videos seems to be uh, a smash hit in my eyes, I guess, as far as I'm concerned. Um, the one of them was just like a huge party broke out halfway through the music video. I th- yeah. And I mean, like, like I said, it's just stuff like that. It's like, I don't know how you're thinking of this or who comes to the ideas or or what but it's it's not an easy task to try to make a music video because i mean there's a few different avenues you can take and i've made one for like i made one recently for a folk artist um uh for a song that he did and most of ours was just stills of him playing in different areas and things like that with little b-side clips thrown in so it's kind of tough to do like you know yeah i mean for people that don't make videos they were like this is insanely cool you know but uh when you know me i've i sat down and i watched so many local bands with their music videos and i'm trying to find as many as i can and put them all in a playlist on youtube so i'm kind of like comparing and contrasting them all and trying to 
see what I can do to like make a music video if I had to make one and and uh, I've got another one on on the hook for for another song for another dude but it's like coming up with ideas for three finger Betty hasn't hasn't been easy you know and it's uh we're kind of following in your footsteps trying to find a way to make a music video for a single on our next album and um this diy stuff like this is is the way all of us local bands are starting to do things now it's especially since covid it seems like a thing where now everyone's like well i got a phone my phone has more you know better cameras than any any other camera i can buy you know all we've ever shot ours on Boom! I, t- I tell people that if you got an iPhone six or higher, you have high def recording device. Why yeah, not? That's we've ever show is is phones, dude. Nobody would have known that. Nobody would have ever known that if you hadn't just said that right now. And that's how professional right. it looks, you know. And well, we also it's not just like we take a lot of like care into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like TV shows and like stuff like that a lot. Mm-hmm. So I about like lighting and shit and tp uh went to college for art and he also likes design and shit like that too um so i mean we're figuring out like where we want to put this light and like i mean there's nothing in that video that wasn't put there on purpose like everything is squared up and like you know it's just i think those are the hardest parts of it oh god yeah setting it setting it all up and deciding where everything's gonna be (laughs) you know um is just like making something elaborate out of nothing Mm -hmm. yeah Um, i mean that's literally what you're doing that's like you have all this stuff i mean you you already had a phone you had a house you had a basement you've got knickknacks you've got a song a tripod yeah and all you got to do is smush all that together and make a music video out of it but had you not done it, you would have never had a music video, you know? And some people would look at those things and be like, I don't have enough here to make a music video. But but you did, and you pulled off a really crazy cool music video, you know? I mean, we did, like, dry runs of it. Um, we, yeah, you know, we probably... There was, like, 180 different video clips... Oh, gosh. ...that cut together for that, you know? hmm So, yeah, we just put a lot of work into it. Uh, and I mean, I think it pays off. I do think it pays off, but um, it's more for just like we like doing it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, it's, it's a really fun way to push things. I almost wish there was like a MTV something something still around because I feel like there would yeah. be a a lot more bands that you know would be on MTV as opposed to like nowadays you can turn on like VH1 classics and then you know late at night on Saturday they got the metal mayhem hour or whatever the heck and it's like I don't want to watch another wasp music video you know and it's like but if there was a place where I could go watch like TV cop music videos and stuff I'd be all about it yeah so well uh, so like in an uh, not an interview um, a review that we had uh, of the album they talked about how we like it's a dying platform music videos and I was like I had never thought of it like that you know because mm-hmm. to me um, you just made music videos like that was something that you had to do as a band to like get farther because mm-hmm. Warped Wednesday was a thing on Fuse when I was in junior high yep. where, like all the Warped Tour bands had their music videos like put up on here Um me like me and my friend Drew Dillon would make like a day of it. It was like every fucking Wednesday he'd come over, and we watch all these music videos. Um, local bands that I was watching when I was like a kid, 
Uh, they all made the video. It was just something that I thought you had to do. Yeah. And so I didn't think of it as like uh, weird that we were doing it, you know, because it just felt like the next step, like the obvious next step. I mean, you're not the only one that thought that way either, because I've talked to a lot of people that said, like, there's no point in making a music video anymore, because it's just going to go on YouTube and get buried in an algorithm and no one's ever going to see it. Sure. It's like, it's like, yeah, I guess. But if you have that mindset, then then why make any art? You know, why make right. why make music then? You know, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I mean if, maybe this is a bad example, but like, what do you think of when you think of like, OK, go, you think of those weird music videos? Yeah, I, th- I think of the treadmills. Yeah. And yep. like I was even farther back than that, I saw one when I was a kid that they had put on MySpace where they were like just in their backyard dancing. <laughs> they had like a choreographed dance, you know. Um, I just think that shit's cool, and like I like mo- like movies, the cinematography, and TV shows, and um, yeah, so it all plays in together. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's I mean kudos to you it's it's like you said it is it might be some sort of a dying art of some sort but I think it's necessary you know um I think that people enjoy watching music videos you know it might not be something where everybody like you said is taking a whole Wednesday out anymore to watch you know two or three four hours of music videos but no I wouldn't you couldn't get me to unless I was like inebriated (laughs) yeah 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 I mean I kind of, I bet I feel the same way. Like I have sat down and watched music videos. Like I, I crapped all over metal music videos just a little bit ago, but I used to sit down and watch those like yeah. on, on loop. So I get it. It's, it's an extra dynamic. It's more fun than simply just listening to the radio as far as I'm concerned, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it has good music, like a couple of good music videos that they put out. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure rational anthem has videos out. Like, there are other local bands that are like putting out good videos. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If there are any bands listening to this that are putting out good music videos, send them my way. I'll throw them in a playlist. Um, your new music video is in a playlist on YouTube that I have on the Audible Farm channel. So if anybody's looking for Iowa music videos, yeah, there's a playlist we'll, there. We'll have two coming out before long um, for this EP, um, and then when we put out another one we'll do videos for that too so dang that's crazy so you got you got a new ep coming out do you have any idea when you're gonna attempt to release it or um the goal's mid-november cool cool so, so that'll be two this year you would have released then two eps yeah one at the beginning and one at the end yeah that's pretty wild you know a 10 month that was plan yeah like all along was to get two or three releases out this year mm-hmm what are your thoughts on like uh, the full album? Like I've seen a lot of bands saying the full album is dead. A 12, 13, 14 song album is not something people want anymore. I mean, we got one. Yeah. <laughs> Our first release was 13 songs. Mm-hmm. They all go in and out of each other. If you have like a physical copy online, it's kind of hard the fade in and out thing. But if you have a real copy, it's like I wrote for vinyl basically, like all one side, two side, but like, yep. uh, yeah, I do, I do see that going away a lot, but I like it. Yeah. I like a 13 song, you know, I kind of, I'm almost disappointed when it's like not that many songs. It, th- I feel exactly so, what you're saying. Yeah, uh, and I'm, I'm not trying to, too, so. <laughs> what's that? Well, that's what we're doing, you know, mm-hmm. not we're just putting out EPs, but it's not because we think that, uh, LP is dead, but mm-hmm. it, it's just, 
I don't have that many songs right now, but yeah, I do know what you're saying though. It's super sad, and I'm not I'm not gonna throw anybody under the bus, but I'm gonna point at Eugene Levy. It's just like every time they release something, I'm like, I wish this was more than three songs. But at the same time, <laughs> they're doing that like two or three times a year, so you can yeah. in the course of a year get a full album, anyways. Like, and they rip, but like, and and I kind of maybe see it in the same way that they do. And I honestly I can't speak for them because I don't really know. <laughs> yeah. I know them not really, but like, uh it's harder for me now to sit on stuff mm-hmm. and have it out. Like, I feel like if it's out or if it's done and it's polished and it's like ready to like, you're ready to show your friends and stuff, we might as well just show everybody. Mm-hmm. I feel, and especially now with like, you don't have to have a big release show. Um, you can't have a big release show. <laughs> so it, it's, you know, I think it's just, it's more stuff. If you look at it in the terms of, like, making money, in, in terms of, like, merch, if we were playing shows, like, that's just more stuff you have. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, you have this three song, you have this five song cassette, vinyl, here's this album. You know, I don't know. That's the way I always thought of it, was just, like, more stuff mm-hmm. is maybe better. But, yeah, it can be argued that, like, I could have just, we could have put these like five songs from the last one with these four from the next one. But like, yeah, but then we wouldn't have had the music video already. We wouldn't have already had the ability to listen to these songs. I get what you're saying. If it's our, if it's ready and you can record it and it's already polished and it's done, why, why wait 11, 12, 13 months to get six more songs just to make a whole album or, you know, some bands, why wait a whole another year plus, you know, some bands yeah. only release albums every two or three years. And I and mean, I think it has a lot to do with like how fast does a person write? True. Like from to like to completion, you know, and I think I would guess that Brian and them and Eugene Levy like write pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would assume right? so. Like, and I write somewhat fast, slower than I used to, but like. Um, I feel like these songs that we have kind of, it's just a different batch. Mm-hmm. It like has a different feel to it. It's like nice, a whole different thing on its own as opposed to these last five were from the first 13. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's all separate little chapters. Some are longer than the other. You know what I mean? That makes, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I like the analogy of different chapters. Some are longer than the others. They all go along with the story, but they're yeah. all, you know, it's super cliche, but I mean, like, that's, <laughs> it is really what it is, though, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and that's, I, I love your guy. you guys have always been really good at putting out content, uh, keeping people entertained. You never wait terribly too long in between recordings or music videos or things that you're doing, you know, in order to, you know, at least entertain the masses. Uh, I, I like how you were talking about how you kind of take winter off a little bit, you know, traveling Iowa sucks in the yeah. winter anyways. And every right. gig and is south. So anywhere we go really is like an hour and a half drive. Yeah. Least. I was going to say, it's like a two hour drive to anywhere if you want to play in a different town. So have fun driving two hours through the snow, you know, and, right. and not to say we wouldn't take a show in the Tumwa, Yeah, you know, but like, uh, we always say we're just going to like, you know, we'll, we'll write, we'll work on stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? But also take a little break because it's just we used to hit it really hard in the summer and the fall, especially. Mm-hmm. 
and that you know that takes a lot out of you when you're working 40 hours a week on top of yeah two plus two plus band practices a week i think is what you guys were talking about last time i talked to you well yeah we used to practice five days a week (laughs) no wonder you're so tight as a band you know (laughs) i mean now now it's like not at all close to that we try to get together once a week but you know everybody has different schedules yeah Uh, now especially so yeah yeah the once a week band practice that's usually how three finger betty goes about doing it you know and that's that was one thing that like led us to being one of like I guess the tighter bands was the fact that we practice every single week, you know. And it's when we were talking about like going and seeing shows and and watching music that might not be your favorite. Uh, I always respected a tight band. I don't care how. Yeah. I don't care if like I didn't like their music at all. It's like you can tell these guys practice. They're all together on the same page. All the notes, like all the songs, ended at the right spot, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's easy to be tight though. It's like. It does take work. It's a lot of work. It takes a lot of work. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's tough to get used to playing with new musicians or the musicians you're currently playing with. And I'm sure you're no... I mean, you've... In TV Cop and Sports Team has had uh, little bits of lineup changes here and there. So, I mean, you even swapped instruments. So... Right, yeah. TP's the only one who hasn't changed his job. <laughs> <laughs> what a loser. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, TP. <laughs> but, like, we even, like, lately, um, right, we have, like, other people we're writing with that are, like, helping us either on drums or whatever um, that are just people that are around where we practice. So, there, you know, we just try to get other people in, in and help and... You know, if we can't all get together, somebody else can hang out and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just fun. It's a lot of fun playing in this band. Yeah, gosh. Well, you guys are like when I I remember when I first saw you when you were at sports team, I was like, my deal was I had to go home to work. I I worked like two plus hours away. I had to work in the morning and I was like, I got to get out of here, but I'll stick around for one song. And as soon as like the first song was over, I'm like, I'm sticking around for the whole set. And like ever since yeah. then, you guys have been one of my favorite bands. Even with a name change and lineup changes, you're still one of my favorite bands. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to COVID ending and being able to play a show with you again. Because like we said, it's cool. it's probably been over a year since I've seen you play live or or even just yeah. seen you in person. Which it yeah, seems I, seems crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, that's one of the things I was, I I just loved you guys as songwriters. I loved everything you've been doing as far as like a, you know, TV cop. I just love all of it. I love all the TV cop stuff. So, uh, you know, just keep it up, man. I, I, I don't know. It's weird to think it's been almost two years since you've been on the podcast, you know, which is, it might even be like two years, like 100 episodes later. I'd have to look, it might almost be exactly 100 episodes later. So, um, you know, and that, you know, that's one of the things I end up missing stuff. Like, I didn't know you were playing drums in Jaretta Oaks, you know, so. Well, I, yeah, I don't think that's really been announced or, or, you know, I mean, like, not that it's a secret. It's just I was before we even got to play one show together, I, the world ended. So. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so you got new EP coming out maybe in November. Um so everybody keep a keep a lookout for that i got links in the description section to follow tv cop on instagram and facebook and twitter and Bandcamp and everything else i even got a link down there to their latest music video uh more videos on the way i'm super excited about it dude uh i don't know why but 
I feel like just because nobody's really doing them is why I love music videos now. It's like a, a lost art, you know? Yeah. No, I think it's really cool. And a ba- another band for you to check out that does a lot of videos, uh, Playboy Man Baby. Oh, yeah. They're, not, they're from Arizona. Okay. Um, but they're friends of ours, and uh, they have like 20 music videos or something. Jeez. <laughs> it's But they're all really good. Might as well. I don't know. That's a uh, that's my new challenge. Anybody listening to this, make a music video for something. You got yeah. you got an iPhone, do it. <laughs> it doesn't take much, really. No. Um, I mean, maybe just a computer to edit it. You could edit it all on your phone, though, too. Honestly, if you really wanted to. So yeah. you you could do everything on your phone. Our uh, album cover, uh, front and back, I made it all on my phone. Holy crap. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. So that's a testament, you know. Um, This here is all on my phone. Nice. So there you go, everybody. Like, you don't have to. You don't have to. uh, You don't have to be, like, a super pro at anything. And, um, like, honestly, like, a one-hour Google search will show you all you need to know about making a video. I mean, as far as there's free software you can download on your computer. If you don't have a computer, you can get it on your phone. If you got an iPhone, it's super easy. Just use iMovie. Um, but, but yeah, man, yeah. uh, we've, we've covered all, everything I've got written down in my, my notes here, as far as I got okay. here, was there anything that I haven't discussed really that, um, you know, that I guess I should have, we, uh, we did not talk about the Kanani King guitar. You want to mention that at all or? Oh yeah, we can. Yeah. I, I don't think I have a, a deal with him anymore. I think it expired, but, uh, it's a company that I had seen on Instagram, mm-hmm. like looking for cheap guitars, but they're not cheap guitars. Um, but they're from Russia. Mm-hmm. Like the headstock on the back has a little sticker that says "With Love from the Motherland." <laughs> it's cool. Um, but the, yeah, they messaged me along with I think thousands of other people um, of like different skill levels and stuff, and they just offer you like a year deal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good guitar. It actually is a good guitar. Do you so do you know what I, they they gave them all numbers like breeds had numbers. Do you know what what number you have? Because like uh, I was like a breed twenty one or I don't know what number it would be, but it's something like that. I can't even remember. I uh, honestly, I I actually got an email from them a long time ago. Um, uh, they gave me the opportunity to get on the deal thing but they're they gave me two guitars to choose from at the time and it was like the six and the seven or something and i was like i want to breed oh. five and they were like they're sold out and i was like well i don't want yeah. anything to do with this then because like yeah like a specific number of every series yep and then they just that's it mm-hmm. yeah then they're done and i, and I, yeah. I don't know how they're doing it or what their factory looks like i think they're all just a really small company as far as i know but yeah and it's like it's a decent guitar it's heavy nice which like mm-hmm. um i parted out a bunch of stuff on it just because i have preferences but like it's a, a pretty good guitar for shipping across the country yeah exactly i mean i farther than that because yeah it comes like crate or whatever it took like a month oh wow russia i forgot yeah yeah so no not across the country (laughs) yeah across the world other side of the world 
And, you know, that was one of the things I was always like leery. I was like, Russian made guitar. I've never, it's not something that's on the market. You know, there's Japanese right. made guitar. There's Chinese, Indonesia, Korea, America, Mexico. You don't hear too much about Russian made guitars, you know. And right. um, I do know that in their very early series, because when I first contacted them, I was like, I wonder what these are all about. So I, I got on the internet and I cruised around and I found some people with some of like the first couple series were really, really high-end guitars, apparently, and then they kind of slowly tapered off uh, in the early teens. Uh, I saw some reviews online where people, like you said, it's like, well, after I switched out, you know, a couple things on it, the guitar is perfect, you know. Yeah. But, but like, they might skimp on like the tailpiece, you know, or just something weird where it's like, yeah, why would you skimp on this one thing or whatever? But. I don't know why I'm like being careful because it's not like they I, <laughs> they own me or anything. It's like. We haven't even messaged since I got the guitar like a year and a half ago, probably. Mm-hmm. It it has like it comes with weird pickups in it that are like covered in plastic, hmm. and you have to like take the whole thing out to get the plastic off of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like shielded in any way. Oof! <laughs> so it's like you you gotta put some work into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's basically just like vinyl covering on a guitar. Mm-hmm. At least the like the binding is, you can tell, you can see where it's like laid in and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's nice. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, like I throw, I throw, I put probably three hundred bucks into it after I bought it, and so it's like. Yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, if you look at any of the reviews online, that was pretty much what anybody said. Like, if I just change one, two, three different things on it, you know, like one guy was just like, I put new tuners on it because I like locking tuners, you know. So you, you just have these small preferences. It's like I. Once you switch it out and get the things on there you want, it's it's perfect. And yeah. I mean, I'm sure I've modded other guitars that didn't need modding anyway, so I'm not I'm not <laughs> against modding guitars. That's for damn yeah. sure. It needed it for sure, but it like, yeah, it's a ripper. I mean, I've played it for quite a few shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on. I'm pretty sure I used it for the recording. Uh, everything is a blur now. I don't really need any information. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like six months ago seems like six years ago, so it's, yes, it's pretty wild. It um, aging like a president. What's that? Aging like a president now. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh my gosh, that's a that's a topic for another podcast. I mean, I'm sure we've all got opinions on that, but good <laughs> lord, how crazy is the world getting right now? <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of uh, jarringly Caucasian. Yeah. Just. Uh, Just it all just rots inside my brain. Yep. Oh my gosh. Uh, Dakota, we've we've covered all of the good stuff. Uh, I'm gonna say it again. Check out the new music video. It's not really that new anymore, but it's still new to me, and it's still awesome. If you haven't seen it, it's new to you. So go check out anyway music video. It's in the description section down below. Just underneath that, you will find all of the TV cop mu- music video links um, or uh, all the links to your social media. So uh, the, I'll put Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Bandcamp. Uh, YouTube link, anything else you want me to put down there. It's all down there, so go check it out. Um, new album coming out uh, two months, like within two months. So, Yep. Dude, uh, it's been sure great. To- 20, so. What's that? For sure this year. Nice. It's been, uh, it's been awesome talking to you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit pause on my recording and stuff, but don't go away. Uh, I'm going to talk to you after the recording ends. So thanks, Dakota. Cool. See ya. Thank you. Yep. Oh, baby, that's Dakota from TV Cop, everybody. 
Uh, if you're wondering, like, well, why didn't you get into his background and all this other stuff? Well, I did that in episode seven a little bit. So if you guys want to check any of that out, that's episode seven of the Audible Farm podcast. That was the last time I talked to Dakota, um, at least on the podcast. It's almost two years ago. It's been a while. It's been a while. And TV Cop has been up to a lot. Uh, like we talked about in the podcast. If you guys want to check out that music video, it's the first link down below. Otherwise, all the other TV cop goodness is below that. Uh, their Bandcamp has everything available, uh, even merch. Uh, the vinyl, they, their new album is out on vinyl. Uh, they actually have an affiliation with Bloated Cat Records. Uh, i got to give Bloated Cat a shout-out. Uh, we forgot to do that in the podcast. We also uh, teased a little bit that Dakota is the drumming is the drummer for Jaretta Oaks now, and uh, well, we kind of kept that one a little bit on the on the low key since they're not really playing any shows, and I don't know if that's supposed to be announced, but if it is, uh, congratulations! You listened to this episode and you got some unannounced information, so uh, that's a possibility of things that are happening as well. Uh, TV cops have been really, really busy. It sounds like so. If you guys are uh, interested in anything pop punk or uh, they call themselves, uh, I think it's power pop is what they call themselves uh, as far as a genre, which I think is pretty fun as well. Uh, if you're into that kind of stuff, any of that 2000s punk rock kind of era stuff, this is uh, another place to find it. Uh, we talked to um, Eugene Levy's singer last week, Brian. And it was, you know, it's it's right in the same area. It's the same kind of vein, sort of, you know. So if you were, like I said, if you were a fan of any of that stuff back in the 2000s, you'll love TV Cop. I highly suggest it. Click on some of the links below and follow them, uh, especially on social media if you guys are looking for uh, anything they have coming out that, like, like, like Dakota talked about. You know, I think he was talking about um, there's going to be another EP quite possibly and maybe a video or maybe two videos or maybe something. So if you want any of that information, it's coming out soon. It's going to be on their social media, I'm sure. So click on those social media links and uh, check out their Bandcamp for all the uh, information there. That's uh, that's where it's at, everybody. Uh, speaking of information and where it's at, our YouTube channel is is just gaining more and more subscribers, slowly but surely. We're so close to 200. If you guys are a f- fan of YouTube channels with things on them, uh, head to our YouTube channel. There is a, a new podcast uh, audio version uploaded every Thursday, just like the podcast when you're listening to it on a podcast streaming service. Except the, on the YouTube channel, it's, it uploads at midnight. So it's a little bit earlier. Uh, if you're an early morning riser and you want to check out the podcast on Thursday when it comes out, you can do that on the YouTube channel. Or if you want to stay up super late on Wednesday night, you can actually listen to it. It's still on Thursday morning. It comes out at midnight. But uh, that's another place to check it out. Otherwise, we've got video clips of the Audible Farm plot podcast. They're available on the YouTube channel there as well. There's a playlist. Um, we made it really easy. You can just scroll down on the front page and find all that stuff right there on the front page. But uh, yeah, make sure you subscribe if you like what you see there and uh, help us get a little bit closer to 200 subscribers. Um I've been trying to contact a couple other people around the Iowa area that have YouTube channels that are doing things with them, and I might partner up with them and do some fun stuff with them, so uh, we'll check that out maybe uh, in the upcoming future dates, but uh, I've got ideas, like I said, for other shows that I might just start putting on the YouTube channel, just little tidbits of three-minute clips of 
hellos and maybe a little keep you updated on what's been going on um, as far as what I've been doing in the background um, in between doing all these guitar mods and things. So uh, thanks to everybody that's been subscribing on the YouTube channel. Uh, it's really kind of fun trying to expand myself into a new platform. Uh, I started this out having no desire of doing any sort of video. And uh, now we're doing full podcasts on video. If you guys want anything uh, as far as the full versions and not just those clips on the YouTube channel, head to patreon.com slash audiblefarm. You can find video versions of the podcast available there. You can view them there. It only costs $1 a month, and you get all of the video versions that we've done so far. Uh, all that information is there at patreon.com. Uh, slash audible farm there's a link to that down below and there's also a link to the shop the audible farm shop we are kind of sort of slowly selling out of a lot of sizes so uh, I do know that large hoodies and large t-shirts are sold out but as far as everything else I'm fairly certain every other size is available as well as a pile of stickers if you guys want stickers that's the place to get those audible farm stickers you see everybody having so uh, We'll uh, we'll check you guys next week. I'll tell you what, it's, this was a good week, a great great episode with Dakota. It was great to sit down and, and catch up with him and, and see how he's been. And you know, he's still producing music and still making things. So it's really nice to to hear that. You know, it's been a while since I've caught up with him. So that's one of the other fun things about this podcast: not just meeting new people, but catching up with old friends. And uh, Dakota is definitely one of those. Like I said, two years ago was the last time he was on the podcast. So. Uh, hats off to you, Dakota. I'm uh, stoked to hear even more new TV caps. So if you guys are interested in that, check out their social media down below and check out the Audible Farm stuff at audiblefarm.com. I will check you next week, everybody. Peace.